I'm a very sentimental person. This has been a real deep podcast. I didn't mean it to be so. <laughs> the death of Stalin. That was not funny. Oh! <laughs> it's the traditional hero arc. You want to see them struggle? There's no heroes here. No, no, Come no. On. No, no, no. And I still think to this day that they probably are still, you know, thrusting no. around in the dark. Oh, no, so I think. To speak. I think. No, don't. Hi guys, how are we tonight? This is Paul speaking and we've got with us tonight, that's you. Oh. Yes. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Now, tonight we're doing things, we're, we're mixing it up a little bit. We're actually recording this on video, so... But uh, it may never see the light of day, depending on how bad it is. Oh, look, I'll throw out any old crap on, onto, um, onto no, the internet. No, you can't do that if it's Well, crap, we've done 20, we've a- d- this is our 21st episode and I think you'll find... That we have been doing it every episode. I wouldn't say crap. I would say getting a little bit better and more practiced as we go. How about talent challenged? (laughs) (laughs) I like that. You like that? I want a shirt with that on it. (laughs) You just about shattered my eardrums on that. Sorry. No, no, that's all good. That's all good. I didn't expect such a big laugh. No, because I could just already picture the shirt. Oh, right. Okay, yes. Talent, Talent challenged. challenged. <laughs> it came to me then in a, in a, in a moment of mediocrity. Um, all right, well, okay, we're going to mix things up a little bit. Now, I'm sorry for people who like everything exactly the same way week, week in, week out, and I am looking at you, Pip. Um, but we're going to try a few new things and... And like I like to do that. I like to keep things in a in, in a mild state of flux if I can, because uh, I am chaos. You just find new toys and you want to play with them. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that oh, is correct. Yes, great, awesome. Yep. <laughs> By all means. Um, okay. Well, first first toy that I have. Um, look, we're going to have a new segment that I want to introduce, and I think I'll just play the promo, and we'll just go from there. Shall I? Uh, go for it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, presenting the podcasting pick of the week. Wow. It, isn't that <laughs> superb? Was. That was talent challenge. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> That's my super serious voice. Did you like it? <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. You, you can tell me. You can tell me. It was incredibly pompous and well, weird. I think the word you're looking for is conceited. But um. But um. Yes, we've got to go with uh, go go with product. Now, this week we're going so to what start... So what is the new segment called? Podcast... Pick of the week. Podcast pick of the week. And look, we get onto Twitter and, and, and like I come across a lot of different when podcasts. Paul, when Paul says we get on Twitter, he gets on Twitter. Well, I do. I'm terrified of Twitter. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> but what I try and do is I reach out to other podcasts and I've spoken about a, a couple of them sort of thing. And you kind of make friends with these people as you're going along sort of thing. Because we're all just trying to get along and, and uh, get our word out sort of thing. And... You come across some very interesting podcasts, and I thought, well, God, why can't we introduce these 
so that other people can hear some what I think are good podcasts because there's some absolute corkers out there. You mean people should listen to other podcasts, not just us? Absolutely. Yes. Broad, More diversity. Broad at all, yeah. So people can see just how shit we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Oh, yes, yes, no. Well, so, so, so there you go, because I'm not, I'm not scared of criticism. Far from it. I am um, a little bit. You shouldn't be, because that's how we grow. It's true. Yeah, okay. You, you do not win on success. Hang it's, on, wait. I was about to say that does sound like a <laughs> win No, I'll me. rephrase that. You do not grow as a person with success. You only grow when you, you know, get the shit kicked out of you. Um, That's if you don't get killed. Yeah, okay. So, podcast pick of the week, Paul. Oh, yes. Uh, capes on the couch. Now, I came across these guys... Uh, how can I, about two weeks ago, and I started listening, and the first one I listened to was like halfway into the middle because I, I like to just dive into. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a, um, I'm not to a the completionist. First one first. I'm not a completionist. That would bit. weird me out. No, well, I what know. What happens if they talk about something that was previous and you missed the? Would it make sense? Would it make sense to you if I told you that the episode that I listened to was Deadpool? Okay, yeah, that makes the, sense. The Arch Prince of Chaos, yeah, and okay. you know how um, I. Are you going to explain to people why? Okay, well, the concept of this podcast that they're, they're doing is that, uh, first of all, they've got a bona fide psychiatrist. Psychiatrist, psychologist. I'm sure he'll be very upset if I call him the wrong one, but let's just say one of them. Um, the one that can administer drugs. <laughs> the good what? one. The one you want. Not the <laughs> other guy who's just a complete waste of time. He's the good one. I wish you'd asked Josh before you said this. Oh, like a Josh. He doesn't <laughs> listen anyway. Um, so, yes, look. And what it, what it is, is it's a really ingenious kind of um, podcast that I've... I, I really just got straight into it. And first of all, it's very funny. And the other guy is uh, not a, a professional. He's a lawyer of all... But I tell you what, he's missing his... He really is missing his... Um, What's the word? He's calling. He's calling as a voice actor because, God damn, he's good. He has far too much fun with that. He is. He is. And they, look, these guys are right into their comics. So what these two guys are doing is they're discussing um, different characters in the Marvel and DC? Or is it uh, just it's comic? Mainly, it's mainly Marvel from what I can see. I, th- I think they're like a lot of people in that you're either DC camp or you're Marvel camp. And I think these guys are mainly a Marvel camp. But what they're doing is they're pulling apart these characters and sort of looking at how they think, why they do things, what's their drive. Yep. And it's a platform for mental illness sort mm. of thing. And look, don't stress, nobody's... Uh, it's like, it's... Because most of these um, superheroes have got some deep-seated mental issues that are going on sort of thing. That's what makes them interesting. Well, that it does. But, like, anybody who... Uh, breaks away from society and then goes on a quest to kind of, you know... Find themselves. They've got some issues. They (laughs) do. And so these issues are pulled apart uh, by a a psychiatrist slash psychologist, whichever one he wants to put his hand up for. And um, they talk about it from the superhero's point of view and he puts forward his reason why he thinks that that's the case. And also then he just generally talks about that particular condition amongst normal people, like how it affects people normally sort of thing. But he doesn't dwell a lot on it because he does most of that in, uh, when he's talking about the actual superhero. And then at the very end, for the cherry on the top of the ice cream, they have a little uh, couch counselling session where 
the uh, the lawyer sits down and he does a fantastic job on the voice he acting. Ta- he he acts out the character oh, that's being discussed. He is a while corker. the doctor has to talk to him. Yeah, look, I cannot recommend it highly enough. You like? Uh, do I, they do a do a YouTube cam- camera? Thing? I don't think they do. I think they just, that would be really interesting to watch. I think they're just getting kind of organised. I think they're about at the same level as us, sort of thing. Um, they but sound a bit more professional than us. Much more professional. <laughs> much more professional. Okay. But and, and I think it's possible because they're both professional people. Um, you know, you've got. What are you implying? Well, one's a lawyer and one's a psychiatrist. Yeah. Okay. And, and you do. Um, computer stuff. Computer stuff. And I pick up garbage. Right, okay, yeah. Yep. So, you know, they they bring their A game with them. Okay. So that they have a higher level of professionalism than what we do. It's true. Um, but very, very, very funny. Um, so we're saying if people want to listen to that, Kate's yep, on the couch. I could not recommend it more highly. I really couldn't. I've just had a tremendous time. I've just played through a whole lot of them. I've only listened to two episodes yet, so I've I have more time than you. Yeah, you do. And they're just so funny. Like, there's been times I've actually. What would you say is your favourite? Oh well, he. I've got quite a few. I quite liked when he did Iron Man, the Narcissist. I listened to Iron Man. Yeah, that was good. That one. was good. Uh, Moon Knight, who has a lot of personalities, was also good. And. God damn, he did a good job on multiple personality disorder. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was just going, and poor old, the poor old psychologist was really struggling to try and keep up with it all. And he's just going, oh, you know. Sounds like he's having too much fun. <laughs> but yeah, look, terrific. It's really, really good. So, yep, by all means, check that out. It's Capes on the Couch. Awesome. So, you're going to pick a podcast that you like every week? I'll try to, unless. Unless you've gone through all of them and you've got no new ones. There's thousands. I know, but... Literally thousands of them out there. Yeah, I will not run out. Okay. I will not run out. You not obviously listen to shot. a lot more than I do. I, I, I listen s- to a few different ones, but um, what I'm, can I I'm say, still Pip? working my way through them. I spread myself around. Great. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Okay. Now, Picture back to I our podcast. I did not need. Yes, that's all right. Anyway, talking about great podcasts. Like Nutella. Um, what? Nothing. Didn't say a word. Don't worry about it. <laughs> So never eating that again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you shouldn't. It's really bad for you. Really bad High for you. fat, yeah. Yes. Um, anyway, so we're still going through um, a movie picked by our uh, Facebook friends. Okay. And a movie picked by us. Right. So this week, Scott put up a film. Hi, Scott. Hi, Scott. <laughs> Who I saw today with all these kids and his wife. His big bushy beard. His great big bushy beard. <laughs> I just him, I'm loving the beard. Okay. I'll, now, I'm going to throw in a little bit. Hang on, hang on, hang on. So, Scott has put up Cowboys vs. Aliens, which came out in 2011. Pip. Yeah. Would you like to read the synopsis? Sure. Oh, gosh. Thanks. <laughs> Make it good. Waking up with no memory and a metal bracelet on his wrist, a man in the Wild West makes his way to the town Absolution. The town is attacked by strange flying machines that kidnap some of the townsfolk. Those left behind start the search for their kin, with the man becoming the centre of all their hope. Goes to tumbleweed. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, um, did you want to go first or did you want me to go first? It's up to you. I don't mind. Either way. 
Well, you seem very talkative tonight, so you go for it. Oh, it's going to be like that, is it? <laughs> <laughs> All these new toys are really freaking me out, man. Oh, no, well, look. I, Pip, you, I'm going to play music while you talk. Pip, do we, oh. get, do we get better? Do we get better by trying nothing new? Well, you know, I feel I do. <laughs> I feel I definitely don't. So anyway, new so, toys. Cowboys versus Aliens. Did you like it, Paul? Uh, look, I did. I did. Um, the the fact of the matter is, it was really odd listening to um, a very cultured Daniel Craig um, biting off his Cambridge at um, his Cambridge accent and then trying to plough an American Western accent over the top of it. Don't know if he necessarily pulled it off that well. I wasn't. Super convinced. Let's just say the man was possibly from England and had come over to the United States. We'll just give him the benefit of the doubt. He didn't have a large speaking role, so I don't think it was that big an issue. Mm. Now, can I ask you, are you a Daniel Craig fan? Because a lot of the girls are. Uh, I know, but... Um, that was I'm, an expansive sigh. I'm not a... Look, I'm sure he's fine and all that jazz. <laughs> all that jazz. <laughs> jazz hands. <laughs> I'm sure he's... Look, no, he's, he's, a, he's fine. He's, he's done an okay Bond. Um, he was in the Northern Lights. He's been in heaps of movies. An okay Bond. Well, I mean, I, I... I would argue that he's done the best Bond. I, I would. Probably Sean Connery's the only one that comes close. Pierce Brosnan is the best Bond. Really? Yes. Okay, you're on your hill. Def- defend it. Why? Because he does all the, He's not too sexist. He's not too much about the shooting of the he words. He doesn't get a he's choice a healthy, on how sexist he no, is. No, it's the scriptwriter. It's the healthy. It's a healthy medium to mm-hmm. me. I find Daniel Craig just a little bit too. I'm do you know? I'm um, gonna try and do this, and I can't do it because I'm new and stuff and. He does the whole tournament. And Sean Connery is very sexist and I thought it was just a pain. Sean you know, Connery, to be, no, to be fair for Sean Connery, he was doing Bond in the 60s. I know, but I didn't like it, okay? Yeah. I didn't like it. Um, I Dalton, I didn't, you know, I didn't really like him as Bond either. No, much better in Hot Fuzz. He was much better in Hot Fuzz. Yes. <laughs> um, who's that guy who's trying to be overly funny that was in the 70s? Um, it was in heaps of... Oh, uh, Roger Moore. Thank you. Roger Moore. Is, I know everyone loves Roger Moore, but I find him trying to be too funny. And so... He was the camp... Uh, no, he was. He was the camp version of Bond. And he is my favourite. Though I... No, he is my favourite. Well, that says a lot. It's always going to say a lot. You know <laughs> I like my messy bitches. You know it. You know it. And he is. And he's very much my favourite. But he's not the best. But he's my favourite. Oh, no. Daniel Craig's not the best. We are digressing somewhat, though, aren't oh, we? Oh, yeah. We're talking about Bond movies now <laughs> instead of the actual well, movie. Well, why don't we do a couple of Bonds further down the track? Because that, that might be a little oh, bit Oh, that's going to be interesting. Let's do an old one and a new one oh. to, to sort it out. Let's put Daniel Craig directly up against... Sean Connery. Sean Connery. You bring your best um, Daniel Craig. Well, how about we do a three-way playoff, a Bond week, where we'll do three... 
free. You bring well, how many Bonds Dalton? has there been? There's been Sean Connery, there's been Dalton, there's been Moore, there's been Brosnan. Who's the Aussie guy? Um, Lazenbury. Lazenbury. Um, yeah. Daniel Craig. There's been recently a dollop come out on Lazenbury, guys, so go off and listen to it. It's great fun. I haven't got up to that. Yeah, no, it's up. good. It's really good. Six Bonds or is there more than six Bonds? Five and a half. Lazenbury was only there for one. That still counts. Just. It counts. He did all his own stunts. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> he was pretty good. Because they didn't care if he died. It's true. I I don't know. I, yeah. I haven't seen the documentary. I know there's a documentary on it, but anyway. Anyway, we're not talking about cowboys versus aliens. We're talking we about so bonds. We so have to do some bonds. <laughs> anyway, sorry everyone. Um, because he didn't have to talk that much, I don't think the accent was an issue for me. It didn't grate or anything. Um, and I thought... In, in this particular film, you know, it was, he was, you know, for what he was playing, he was all right. Um, you know, because I just wanted a guy who was big and had no idea what was going on. Yes. Start off with. Yes. Yeah. But he was more than that. Oh, no, I think, I think he did all right. But what annoyed me was... You're reductionist. You are very reductionist sometimes. You know that, don't you? What do you mean? Well, it's that scientific mind of yours. You just break everything down to its most basic uh, elements. I think you're being too flowery about this. We are doing movie reviews, <laughs> Pip. What? I- <laughs> it's what it's, it's all pure flower. I assure you, it's all subjective, and so you can't break this stuff down. Sure, I can. Watch me go. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I found some of the characters. Um, you know, he's he's. Going from a lost guy, and obviously he's got the priest going on. It's not about your past; it's about who you are now. And did you find that phase slightly painful? I just found it a bit annoying that you know suddenly he's got a you know he's gone from being this bad guy who was always stealing stuff to trying to be a good guy, mm. and and he was in love with someone, but obviously it wasn't that strong a love if he's already wasn't looking really. at someone else. Yeah, and moving on. But that's <laughs> what I mean. It was all a bit too flippant. Where I like to know where someone's at. All right. Okay. Pip. Now, we have this conversation quite often. <laughs> Let me just tell you what the title of the movie is. Cowboys <laughs> and Aliens. All right? I, I just want you to let that settle over your head and just understand I, what level we're operating be, but at. But before we go to that, what you're saying, yes. also Harrison Ford's character, he started off as this evil bloke. You know, he's um, annoying all the um, townsfolk and he's pushing his weight around, blah, blah, blah. Suddenly he's becoming this nice guy who's out to save people. And Han Solo was simply taking a holiday away from Tatooine for a little while. That's all that was. Can I same d- character. It was same not, character. It was not the same character. Nowhere near. But what I thought was the people who wrote this didn't give the characters enough you know, background and drive and it was all a bit all over. I know it's supposed to be cowboys and aliens and therefore it's just a Western sci-fi and it's just for fun and all that jazz, but I would have liked a bit more character development and then sticking to what, you know, they feel and everything. Otherwise, why bother? As you said with King Lear, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) I think, no, well, you know, it's cowboys and aliens. Okay. Right? What did you think? It is. It you is still pers- haven't told me. Okay. Well, that's because you butted in the way you went. It's true. Um, look, cowboys and aliens. We're not talking about a particularly deep movie here. No, I know. We're not. I know. It is a popcorn film. Yes. It is there designed to be a popcorn film. Did you like it as a popcorn film, Paul? As a popcorn film, for what it was designed to do, I thought it did an excellent job. Okay. okay, it was fun. 
the pacing was quite good. Harrison Ford did a mediocre performance. Didn't. It was okay. It was the, I thought the writing was just, yeah. Anyway. It was okay. Okay. Who did you think was best? Um, well, I like Daniel Craig. Mm-hmm. I do like Daniel Craig. The girl, the alien girl, she looked quite alien. She's got an odd face about her. Um, wild, wild, I think her name is. White or something like that. Olivia Wilde. Wild, yes. Yeah. Now, she's got a very angular face on her. It was, I couldn't stop, and I don't know if they necessarily fixed her eyeballs up, you know. She put, looked fine to me. Did she? Oh, yeah. she had these really, really light, this is me staring off into eyeballs again, but she had these really, really light uh, irises. Okay. That were, It was an inhumanly so. Okay. So if that's her normally, she's a little freakish looking. <laughs> but I don't think it was, I think she was... I think it was part of the, the makeup to make it look slightly alien. Okay. Because I think that was achieved. She did look slightly out of world. Um, all right. Yeah. Uh, and if she's not, <laughs> and she's listening to this, g'day, Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> you were great. <laughs> Freakish looking woman. Okay. Um, uh, wow. She, what? Nothing. Don't well, worry. Did she or did she not look slightly odd? The, the eyes were really, really I, piercing. I didn't, I didn't see it. She looked fairly normal to me. Oh, okay. All right. Well, this is just me being in a judgmental monster yet again, I guess. <laughs> um, um, I love the set, uh, the setting. Well, it's just Western it America. Looked, it looked great, though. It was shot really well. I thought, oh, that looks awesome. The canyon awesome. was interesting. Yeah. Um, it's uh, Plaza Blanca and Bonanza Creek Ranch off Santa Fe. Well done. Thank you. I just went, oh, that looks nice. Where's that? In New Mexico. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's all very, very... Um, and the way it was shot was, like, really nice. What? Nothing. Nothing. It's all good. Um, You're freaking me out. Oh, I've been doing it all night, apparently. I know. Stop it. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Okay. I think we might need, need to stop. Why? Am, am I freaking you out? Am I? Um. I'm, I feel like it's something sinister coming. What's, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bring something to the table and go, <laughs> Well, not for this movie, obviously, because this is just fluff. Okay, so... I do not take this movie seriously. No, it's a popcorn film. It is a popcorn film. And okay. It's what it's designed to do. Okay. Harrison Ford, whether he got paid $5 million, $10 million, $100 million, whatever. I didn't look that up. I don't understand why they keep getting him up. He did a good job. He did an okay job. He draws in the crowds. Everybody loves Harrison Ford. Yay, Harrison Ford. Blah, blah, blah. You know. You're going to have lots of angry He's not else. a great... He's, I just don't think he's like an A-grade actor. I don't. I really don't. I think he's okay, but I don't think he's got what you'd call range. I really don't. Okay. That's, that's your opinion. That's no, right. I know. I know it is, but this is what we're doing. We're doing a podcast built on our opinions. I know. And my opinion is... Valid. He's... He, <laughs> My opinion is he's adequate. Okay. And I don't think. And the only reason he's ever been a blip on the uh, acting stage is because he happened to snag the best character in the biggest movie of the 20th century. Indiana Jones. Oh. (laughs) That's my head beating on the desk. But they can see your head didn't actually No, bugger. (laughs) 
So, yeah, so, look, again, it's a little bit like a comedy. It's it's fluff. It's not something you can really extrapolate. Is it a comedy? Anything. I was laughing a lot. Oh, Okay. I was. I was laughing a lot at it. Really? Should I not have? No, I'm, I wasn't laughing. Yeah, but you don't have a sense of humour. We've established that. I have a great sense of humour. Says the, you. All the movies I put up are funny. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, so <laughs> look, I thought it was I thought it was light. I thought it was entertain vastly entertaining. Um, and for I, what it was designed to do, an which interesting, is... An interesting clash. Yeah. What it, what it was designed to do, I think it achieved it with full marks. And so uh, I could happily give it, you know, I, I could happily send people off and go, look, it's cowboys and aliens, <laughs> okay? I want that to settle on you and have a think about it and know what to expect. Sit down and watch it and enjoy it and don't take too much away from it, you know. But you'll have a good night. Okay. Get some popcorn out. Kick back with the missus, you know, snuggle under the rug, and away you go. It's that kind of film. Is it? I thought a rom-com was up for that sort of film. A what? A romantic comedy. Why would any man subject himself to one of them? <laughs> I don't know, because he's with his wife on the couch. Well, <laughs> does, does, does his wife need to see him cry? Does that work? No, it's better off if he watches something masculine and sits there and, <laughs> and, and then he goes, that's right, sweetheart. <laughs> That's what, that's how I would have handled that as well. That's that's what you want. That's what you want. I would have done that. That alien would have died so much oh, quicker. Would have totally had him over. Honestly, yep, yep. Uh, well, there you go. So, yeah. <laughs> how many stars? Oh, look, I think it gets across the line at a seven. Okay. Yeah. Uh, look, it, it's what it is. It what it's, and, and as I've often said, what it's designed to do is just be a popcorn flick. Light, fluffy, highly entertaining, and it does it with ease. Okay. I give it a six. Can I ask why? Because um, I thought it looked nice. I get that it's an alien cowboy film. Mm-hmm. I realise that it's it is not B-grade in its production, but B-grade in maybe just it's what it's trying to achieve, and so just an easy watch. Mm-hmm. But I still wanted more... Out of the character stuff and some of the storyline stuff annoyed me a little bit. I liked the little son son father development with Harrison Ford and the Indian boy. That was quite good. That that had a little bit of bite to it. I did have a bit of a weepy weep there. <laughs> yeah, no, that was good. As um, I said, very masculine movie. But yeah. do you notice though the dog storyline? You always knew what was happening with the dog. All right, Edu- <laughs> educate me. What have I missed? What have I missed? Remember in um, 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 oh, what was the f- last film with um Harrison Ford? Yes, yes. Uh, how the dog went missing. And we never saw what happened to the dog. It's a different dog. And, no, no, no. It's a different dog. In this one, um, we thought the dog had died and been eaten by the alien, but it didn't. Yes, and actually that's got right. out, and we actually saw it. It's a Jesus dog. <laughs> After three days, it came back. <laughs> but um, so six stars from me and seven stars from Paul for Cowboy versus Aliens for Scott. Yay! Yay! Okay, all right. Well, so so that went. That's that's pretty good. I, I look, I really did enjoy it. Um, other than that, there's nothing much more to say about it. Other than just go watch, guys. Enjoy it. We give it the tick of approval. I do. To you, it's all right. It's all right. It's a six-star. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, okay. Um, all right. Well, let's pull out the old movie projector and I'll just 
So Paul's <laughs> Plug magic, it in here. Paul's magic movie moment. What is it this week? All right. Well, I was going to do this last week, but unfortunately, um, uh, Valet Stan. Um, I've forgotten his name. What's his name? Stanley. Thank you, Stanley. <sighs> You should try it from this side of the eyeballs, Pip, honestly. Um, Your brain must be incredibly entertaining. Oh, it's just, you know, wacky, wacky wonder world. Uh, so, yeah, and I, and I had it all ready to go. And then that happened and I thought, all right, well, I'll just shelve it for a week. And so out comes Bill Paxton in True Lies. And this is just a bit of a homage for Bill Paxton because, as I said, he's a messy bitch and I love him. <laughs> So here he is being the car salesman. Oh, and by the way, it's a little bit sexist, guys. This this is a movie which I do quite thoroughly enjoy, but it did not hold up. And I, but anyway, I've put it in anyway. So don't don't throw rocks at me because some of the stuff is a little offensive occasionally. Y- yes, it is. <laughs> You'll see what I mean. Okay, here we go. Bye bye. is a goddamn used car salesman. I mean, this keeps getting better and better. I'm sorry, Harry. I know this has got to be painful. But you got to mean it's pretty damn funny. I mean, if it was just some idiot and not you, you'd be laughing your ass off. I mean, this is... One born every minute. He wants you, too. Feel it vibrate? Say, how about a little spin? Sure. It's not just a car, it's a total image. An identity you have to go for. This isn't some high-tech sports car. To tell you the truth, it doesn't even handle that great. But that's not the idea, is it? What are we talking about here? Pussy, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Let's face it, Harry. The vet gets him wet. But it's not enough. If you really want to close escrow, well, you gotta have an angle. Suppose you have an angle. <laughs> it's killer. I mean, look at me. I'm not that much to look at. No, 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 I can be honest. But I got them lining up. And not just the skanks either. Well, some are. So what's the angle? Oh, <laughs> no. Sorry. Trade secret. Okay. Just ask yourself. What do women really want? You take these bored housewives married to the same guy for years, they're stuck in a rut, they need some release. Promise of adventure, a hint of danger. I create that for them. So basically you're lying your ass off the whole time. You see, I couldn't do that. <laughs> what are you, a boy scout? No, no, no. Think of it as playing a role, it's fantasy. I mean, you gotta work on their dreams. Get them out of their daily suburban grind for a few hours. And what about their husbands? Dickless. <laughs> Let's face it, if they took care of business, I'd be out of business, you know what I mean? <laughs> Those idiots. <laughs> hey, hey, you mind keeping it under 90? I'm still trying to pay for this dental work. So, who are you working on right now? Oh, I always got a couple on the hook, you know. There's just one right now. I got her panting like a dog. <laughs> it's great. What does she do? Some sort of legal secretary or something. You know, uptight and conservative. Oh. She could be so hot if she wanted to be. And with you, she gets to be real hot, huh? <laughs> Red hot. Yeah. Her thighs steam. <laughs> it's like a dying plant just needs a little water. 
married to some boring jerk. Married to some boring jerk. Yeah, you know he doesn't appreciate her. She's like all these babes. You get their pilot lit, they can suck start a leaf blower. <laughs> oh, God, she's got the most incredible body and a pair of titties make you want to stand up and beg for buttermilk. Ass like a 10-year-old boy. <laughs> Oh, then she must be really good in bed, then, huh? Uh, uh, uh. Hey, hello, slow down. You're gonna miss the turn. Forever, Carlos? Huh? Wait! You got the wrong guy. My name's Simon. Look, look, just let me go. There's, there's no need to kill me. I haven't seen your face. Don't you? No, no, no. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. It's you. Hey, you still interested in that vet at all? Hey, Carlos. The game's over. Your career as an international terrorist has been well documented. No. Oh, yeah. No, no, oh, yeah. No, no. No, I, I sell cars. That's all. Come on. I'm not a terrorist. I'm actually a complete coward. If I ever saw a gun, I'd, oh, God, oh, please don't, 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 don't kill me. I'm not a spy. I'm nothing. I'm naval lint. I have to lie to women to get laid. And, and, and I don't score much. I got a little dick. It's pathetic. Oh. Oh, oh, God, oh. Would a spy pee himself, huh? Huh? Oh, God. Please, I'm not worth a bullet. Oh, mercy, sir. Get the fuck out of here, huh? Uh, uh, no, just beat it. Come on. No, no, as soon as I turn, you're gonna shoot me. You're gonna shoot me. You're gonna shoot me. Please, you can have the car for free, huh? What do you say, hey? Huh? Get lost, dipshit. Okay. Well, what'd you think of that, Pip? Um, interesting. You did. I, I was just wondering how you felt, felt about it because you took your headphones off halfway through it. <laughs> <laughs> eh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what more can be said? Yeah. I got a small little dick. It's pathetic. <laughs> okay. Well, I hope that everybody enjoyed that. I just put that in for a bit of shits and giggles sort of thing. And as I was listening to it, I thought, gee, it didn't hold up real well. There was some stuff that was a little bit on the, yeah. But anyway, that's all good. Um, all right. Well, we are up to our second one. What so film are we doing? So this is Glory that um, that Paul put up that he wanted us to watch. I did. Mm. All right. What so you... 1989 film. Mm. 1989 are you sure? It's not a 1990? 1989. You know, there's only one year between 1989 and 1990. It's not a huge difference. It is in my mind. Okay, it's 19. 1980- it's like a whole decade. <laughs> 1989, Paul. Glory. I don't do numbers well. Okay. Are you ready? 
after the Battle of Antid... What's it called? Antietam. Antietam. Mm. Mm. It's the America's, America's biggest battle. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Colonel Robert Gould Shaw is offered command of the 54th Massachusetts Volunteer Infantry, the first all-African-American regiment. At first, the regiment is set menial labour tasks and denied uniforms and weapons. However, with a developed understanding between Shaw and the men, the regiment becomes a proud unit, wanting to prove themselves in battle. Beautifully, beautifully read. Well done. Okay. You're enjoying this music stuff too much. Oh, well... <laughs> It's James Horner. <laughs> so, you know, it, when, you, when you're given such a... It's who? Is it James Horner? Howard... Um... Howard Hughes. <laughs> 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 laugh into the mic, Pip. <laughs> <laughs> well, you told me before, that laugh was too loud. It hurt my ears. <laughs> I just thought it was James Horner. Um, it's Howard... Um, 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 um. Oh shoot! The name Sh- escapes me. That's okay. People can look it up. That's that's why we're here because you're here for the details. It says he who's bringing the names up and using the music. Yes, I know. I've lifted my game. I've brought my A game. Well, tonight. where's your name, dude? Well, I just said James Horner. Okay. I don't think it. I, I think it might be. I thought it was Howard someone, but anyway, I'll take that back. Don't worry about it. Anyway, a guy wrote really nice music for this movie. And you wanted it in the background because you just like it. Professionalism, <laughs> Pip. <laughs> so, yeah, so we thought we'd play that. Uh, yes, Antietam, uh, and I'll, I'll clarify. They, in the American Civil War, they lost more men in that three-day battle than they did uh, for any of the others. And I think Gettysburg was the next biggest after that. Okay. Uh, although it gets a lot more press because so it was about? more politically, um, it, it, it meant more because if they lost at Gettysburg, the North, then the South would have, um, General Lee would have been able to march directly onto Washington. Yeah. So it was a kind of do or die no, effort. I, I'm, I'm aware of the Gettysburg one, mm. purely for political reasons. Um, the Antietam. 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 Where was that? I think it was still on the eastern seaboard, although I'm sure people will tell me, you know, if I'm if I'm wrong. But I think it was a little bit more. Um, if look, if somebody knows uh, exactly which state it was in, by all means, let us know on Twitter. Otherwise, we're going to look it up later. Yeah, because yeah, but I yeah, I, I like the, the the interaction of our, our American listeners anyway, so <laughs> they, they can tell me how wrong I am. But hey, look. We're Australian and, you know, um, the fact that we know this much, come on, give us a little credit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yeah, so, but the um, the biggest battle that the Americans lost in uh, men in was um, in the Argonne it's in most, France, World most, War One. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, they lost more there. The Antietam is where they lost the most lives in the Civil War. Uh, that's correct, yes. Okay. Yep. Well, there you go. Mm. So, Paul. Yep. This movie you put up. Okay. Now, I, I'll, I'll come straight out and say I, I rather love this movie. Um, the All my military prejudices um, are all standing there and regiments ready to go. Um, I 
and the fact that I'm a bit of a humanist, uh, it's also strikes it speaks very very strongly to that aspect of my personality. Uh, look, I'm I find this a film that really look. It, the problem America is uh, facing at the moment uh, with um, Donald Trump and and the right and the uh, white nationalists and everything, all of this was created because the Civil War didn't end, uh, wasn't handled well at the end. They had like a period after the end of the Civil War where they basically were punitive. The North was quite punitive to the South. Um, it was, and it's understandable because everybody lost so many people and it's just like the end of the, end of the First World War when France demanded that Germany be punished into the ground. But every time you punish somebody, just like with Lahaine, it creates the next section of the cycle and it just starts again. And this is what's happened with the Civil War in uh, the Restoration period. Uh, after the Civil War, the, the North was quite punitive and they created a lot of uh, problems for themselves going forward. So it's, it's, I think it's a socially important film. Um, and that's not even talking about uh, racism and the slavery issue and everything like that. That's purely just the North and the South um, and how they handle themselves. You add slavery and civil rights and everything from the 60s going through to today, that's just an extra layer on, on the lasagna that is America. Um, well, well, it is. It's like yeah, it's, a, it's a complex society and they've got a lot of layers. And that's all right. I, just, I love the picture that you're putting forward. There. I'm a little bit hungry. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, look... Uh, I really thought about this film quite a lot. And it's, guys, I'll come straight out. If you've not seen this, um, go and watch it. It's a superb film. I really, really love this film. Um, and I'm sure people give it a two or something like that. But but um, I, I really love this film because it gives you, lets you really bite into it. And there's so many various different things. Like some people will take away that it was about racism. Some people will talk about the fact that it was about slavery and everything like that. I think the movie was essentially about men wanting respect. And how do we get that? You see, I, I don't know how the girls operate, but for men, and I'm not going to speak for girls tonight, apparently is going to be the exception to the rule, um, but for men, they would die in order to get respect. And this is carried out in this film, you know, to be treated simply as a man. Not a great man, not a good man, but simply to be an equal, to be a man. Um, and I think that has eroded somewhat, specifically after the First World War, uh, the sense of honour that was shown beautifully in this movie was utterly destroyed on places like the Somme and and various different battlefields like that when there was just the absolute destruction of of goodness in the world um, with the industrialised might of nation-states destroying them. Sorry, I'm going really deep onto this. I know, I know, and it's just about a movie, Paul, but this is, this is what I'm talking about. This kind of movie makes you really think, and you can think 
superficially about it or you can really think long and hard about it and it, it this movie feeds into so many aspects of our world that we live in today anyway pip what do you think about the movie I don't think people have the opportunity to think about it as in a superficial way. It's all set up for you to have to think about these deep, deep ways. I mean, with um, Thomas mm. and with Robert and with um, 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 the one who's uh, Denzel, uh, Denzel Washington's playing Trip. I mean, the way all these char- different characters, completely different, are basically ta- they've taken so many different groups that they want to explore yep. that you don't have that option. It's all laid out for you and you actually have to see how they're in. Didn't Denzel Washington just rocket home? He did a great job. He did a fantastic job. Um, Morgan Freeman did a really good job too. Mm-hmm. I, love the, I love the way Morgan Freeman and Denzel Washington were going off each other, yep. um, working off each other. I thought that was fabulous. I, I also think this is Matthew Broderick's best film. Um. It's funny because Matthew Broderick, for me, is, he's a very you know easygoing, nice guy. He for me, he he's only played sort of certain roles, but I thought in this he did really well. He played a weak man learning his strength. Yes, he did a really good job in that. Yep. I was because when I first saw it had Matthew Broderick in it, I thought, oh okay, yeah, yep. well, and it's supposed to be civil war. I'm thinking, how is he going to do this? Mm. But um, he he did a great job because at the start. You know, of course, you believe him because he's he's weak, frightened, which anyone would oh, be. Absolutely, it's terrifying. I mean, yeah. you know, your first time in a battle. Well, I mean, uh, the way was... they, like I was saying to you during the week, it made my blood boil because I'm yelling at um, the screen, going, "Why are you just walking in front of cannons and guns?" Can, can and... I can I answer that? And can, because there will be other people who would watch this film and not understand that. I'm the yelling necessity, abuse at the screen. Well, that's right. It's the necessity of it. You have to understand. That in the Civil War, and I'm sure people may well try and correct me on this, but I'm right, so screw <laughs> you. Um, they were still using... Every time there is a conflict, the, the armies go into that conflict with the tactics that they had learnt that was effective in the previous war. You know, generals... Oh, of you're only generals, going to come forward with right. what you've got. Yes. Until you learn something more until, based on the information right. you're provided and, with. And they were running with the technology that was running from the Napoleonic years. Now, in the Napoleonic years, they were using rifles that... Uh, sorry, they weren't using rifles. They were using muskets. And what a musket is, is a smoothbore weapon which throws a lead projectile roughly somewhere in that direction, you know. And so the only way of effectively killing a large group of people is to, to, to and to protect yourself, because not only were they put into these clumps, they had to protect themselves from cavalry, which was a lot more powerful in Napoleonic times. Um, the only way you could protect yourself was to defend yourself with bayonets in, in tight clusters of groups of soldiers sort of thing. Spears and things. Yeah, like. yeah. So that was, the, that was why they were put together. Now, come the Civil War, uh, a, a lot of these weapons, and you heard that the, the, these guys were handed Enfield uh, rifle muskets, and what that means is that the, there was a groove that had been put into the barrel of these weapons that allowed the ball to spin. Now, a lot of this technology was becoming rapidly. And suddenly, so in the old muskets, they can only shoot somebody with some chance of hitting him from about 25 metres away. I don't know how many that is in feet, probably about 40 feet, uh, 50 feet tops, you know, 
where they had any chance of hitting a person, you know. And more often than not, you could be shooting three or four rounds before you had a chance of hitting them. Not to mention how long it takes you to actually get a round ready. That's right. So you're 25 metres away from somebody and you're unloading your weapons. and you and So you all stand and you just take your pot luck, you know, and you just stand there and you take it and you shoot back and all the rest of it. But unfortunately, with the Civil War, they were using rifled muskets. And these, these rifled muskets were able to shoot out fairly accurately to about 150 metres. And so almost immediately it's just a simple arithmetic. You know, if you've got cover and the other guy, like behind a wall or something like that, and the other guy hasn't got cover, you massacre them. But like in the first scene, he's holding a sword. Yes. And he's, like you said, 25 metres away from them. That's right. And they're all just holding swords and just walking up to yes. them. They're not even running it was or a, rushing. It was they're a, walking. It was a very accurate... Look, and, Oh, and, no, no, I'm sure it was incredibly accurate. Yeah. But it was me going, what? Why would you do that? Yep. It was incredibly frustrating. And also just the loss of... Because the tactics hadn't changed yet. Oh, but and, even, even towards the end, which we're not going to ruin it for people... Hmm. Um, though history's already written, but, you know, they're just waltzing up. And I'm thinking yep. there's cannons. Well, they didn't Stupid. have... Just like in the First World War, they didn't have the technology to get past the problem of the technology they had at the time until they brought the tank in. I couldn't help yelling at the screen, though. Yep. It was incredibly frustrating just watching the loss of life. Yes, the pointlessness of it. Yes. Yes, but that's because you've got to work out the tactics. Oh, I know, I know, but... Look, gosh, by the they... end of the Civil... Is it, this is it, this is a strange but, but, thing What was it. interesting about this film, though, is that... You were emotionally involved. Mm. So I found I was emotionally involved. I cared about all these characters. Yep. You knew where they're all coming from. Sure. So Can I just say well just say one more thing about the Civil War itself rather sorry. than about the movie? Mm-hmm. That by the end of the Civil War when they they had a siege around, I think it was Virginia, um, Richmond, I think that's the capital of Virginia. Mm. Um, hi to our people in Virginia. Let us say hello to us and, and, and let us know if there's any information that you've you've got on this, whether I'm talking at me bum. But I don't think I am. Uh, but they had like large sieges and by that stage of the game, the Union Army was employing trench warfare, as was you know, they'd all learnt that you could not stick your head out over the top of the parapet because people were able to pick them off at like 200 metres away. The guns were more accurate. Yeah, they were far more accurate. And so they had learnt after four, five terrible years that, you know, the tactics were obsolete and the weapons had instilled their own new tactics. And the tactics that they created, it looked identical. They were using trench, trench warfare... They had basic machine guns with the Gatling gun uh, coming in right at the very end. Um, they were also using what are called mines, where they dig underneath the enemy's trench underground, stack it full of explosives, and then um, blow it up. And like there was quite a few periods where they just blew up whole sections of the um, Union. Oh, sorry, not the Union line. The um, this uh, the Confederates. Thank you. The Confederates line. And they had these huge holes in the ground just littered with troops, dead troops that had just been blown to kingdom come sort of thing. So then they went over to the First World War. And, of course, nobody in the First World War in Europe had been really watching what the Americans were doing because they would have seen all of this. This is why it came as such a using, shock. They were using trench war, uh, warfare. 
that's, in the First World War. That's right. But they didn't understand what artillery, how quickly it had advanced mm. sort of thing. And they, if they'd gone and had a look and they'd taken notes at the end of the American Civil War, they would have seen everything that was in the First World War already being played out. Essentially, the American Civil War created modern warfare as we know it today. That's why it's an important film. And it's all of those aspects are represented in this movie and that's kind of one of the reasons I like it and I hold it to such high esteem from a historical point of view. Putting that to one side, let's talk about the movie now. <laughs> Feel better? Get <sighs> that off my chest. Thank you, Pip, for letting me get that off. Yeah, that was good. Okay. I'll, I'll promise I won't talk about that stuff anymore. Okay, about the movie, Paul. Yeah, it was great, wasn't it? <laughs> what did you like about the film, Paul? The acting was superb. Mm. The acting was superb. Not a single bad actor in the whole thing. Not not one. You believe them all. They're all even the bastards, like the, um, the like that racist guy who was. Um, Which one? There was a lot of them. Oh, well, they had the guys that were standing there watching the other, uh, watching the, the the black troops moving up to the the front of the assault sort of things, and and they said, "Give them hell, the fifty fourth, and all the rest of it." It's very yeah, jingoish. You, you, you yes. saw that guy because they, they're the ones that had the confrontation with um, yeah. Morgan Freeman in the first place, and he said, "Do you want to um, get these guys in trouble?" And he went, "Oh no, no, mm-hmm. I'll be the bigger man." And you it's know what? Good. Because and then w- when they're going back to risk their lives, that guy's going, "Give them hell, go for it." Because it wasn't about nationalism and it was about human dignity. It for me. You know, because like you get the old flag waving and all the rest of it, you know, let's take them out, you know, we're the Americans slash the Australians slash the English, whoever it is, you know, that falls very flat with me nowadays. But you have to admit, because this is a Civil War film, you've got mm. Americans versus Americans. So, so they can't really do that. That's right. It's based on the humanity of the people involved. You know, who are all... Being, can't be written as a, we Americans are doing a great job or we Aussies are doing a great job or we English are great. Mm. So it's, you know, it's Americans versus Americans. So it's just, we need to all agree and show that we're humans and we care about our fellow man. Yep. That, so. as my, my philosophy now is that there is no such thing as a bad nation. Sorry, but there's not. There's just bad leaders. There's just bad leaders. You, you, you go back over the 20th century and you look at all those terrible, terrible... Um, uh, societies like the Nazi Germany, for example, was a oh, classic example. You know, it, there's going to be an, there's there's going to be a a section of society which will blindly follow, no matter how heinous that that leader is. Um, but it's, when you say yes. leader, you don't even mean politician. You mean the leaders of our society. That can be That's people right. who are, yep. have the most money, people who have a high social standing, people who have the highest number of companies or whatever. So it's just the leaders in our community. And there were very many good people who tried to fight against, you know, who were Germans themselves and who tried to fight against Nazi Germany. And there's a lot of people who just went, eh, it's not affecting me at the moment. Um, And it's the same in any any society. You can't blame any period of time. But it was also the same with... um African-Americans in the 1960s were yep. trying to get... Exactly. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter about what the society is because these things swing backwards and forwards all the time. It's... We're all humans. We're Crazy. all We all do exactly the same things and history does repeat itself. Shouldn't. It's, if you learn things, it shouldn't. 
we've shown again and again that we don't <laughs> learn things. So, you know. I know, it's frustrating. You know. I mean, look, the similarities, look, there's an old saying that history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. <laughs> it rhymes. It's not quite the same each time it comes around. I don't know, but there's it's a lot. very similar. <laughs> it's you a know, lot of similarities. It rhymes, yeah. Oh, yep. yes. Yep. Anyway, come on. We stay on the film anyway because this is just like kitty litter to me. I just love this stuff. I think this is an important film to watch. Yeah. I, I think you, you thought I was going to go, oh, Paul, because oh, you picked it. It must be bad. Can I be honest? I suspect that you are going to do another odd angry shot at me on this film. That was different. That wasn't a great film. You think this is a great film? I think it's a film that people should watch. I think there's some... Great thoughts, great acting, um, great portrayals um, mm. of how things were back then. Yep. I think it's also helpful now because it makes people think. You have to actually think about this film. Right. Um, I also got emotionally involved in the characters, the way they're written. So the, it's actually written well where you go, what are you doing? Why would you do that? Ah! Now, I've had, look, can we talk about spoilers for a second because... It's a very old film. It's eighty nine. Yeah, but a lot of people may have haven't you know haven't seen it. Oh, okay, all right. Well, this what, this is what why. Do you say? Well, this is why. Go on, say it anyway. If you, this is why I want people to go and watch the films as we do watch you know, it, them. It's a film based on history, so you know a lot of it people will know. Already. Oh, sure, but that's how we portray these films, you know, and how you know. Paul, and, go ahead. I'm listening. I liked the very last scene as as they're sliding into the the, the grave, so to speak. And mm. I just thought it was very poetic, mm. very sensitive. Um, just the massive humanity in this um, and the deep respect for everybody involved. You know, this is the one film, this is strange. Almost every American Civil War film, and I've seen them all, um, that comes out because I, I, I can't get enough of the American Civil War. I just assume that. you like war films, period. Well, I do, but I find the American Civil War particularly interesting uh, because it's a transition war. It, it, it goes. It is the the focal point between war of warring in the old style, and then. The, the, it is the birth of industrialised warfare. Mm. And, and that's why I just can't get enough of it. And also the First World War. But you'll see that all of the themes that go on in the First World War were laid out in the Civil War. Um, anyway. I've, I've lost my You're track. saying you've seen all the Civil War films. Yes, this is the only one that I know of that doesn't give the South a chance to speak. Ah, yes. Every time they have an American Civil War, they they'll like Gettysburg, for example. They had those three soldiers that were sitting there, and they they was and and the guy had to ask the question, you know, why are you fighting? You know, it's it's they don't even give him the opportunity. They don't give so it's a bit one sided in that respect. Mm. Um, and you know, I guess the only thing you see. Yeah, the only thing you see in well, they're this not film looking, they're not this looking is, at the whole civil war though they're concentrating no, mostly they're, on the 54th they're not, but Massachusetts let's, you regiment. can't you can't separate any of this stuff but what i'm saying is it's a very it's a very small picture mm. basically there's lots of issues regarding sure. the civil war but they're looking specifically at this regiment and how it affected 
African Americans sure. in this. I, I just find it very interesting, and I don't know why they did that, but I'm sure it was a conscious choice. I think it works in well with a storyline for that specific thing. Yep. Yep. Fair enough. Now, look. Um, did you think it was? Um, it would have been better to actually see the South Side. Um, for this particular film, I mean. Oh, look, I'm going to get in trouble with, you know, some of our listeners here, I'm sure, uh, because the the issues aren't resolved. This is the problem. This is why America's having so much trouble at the moment. No, no, no. I meant for All this particular issues. thing, it was it was the start of something bigger. That's what they gave you for that idea, like you're reading afterwards, that they never captured Fort uh, Wagner, and but this was the start of African Americans being able to fight for. Yeah, you know, but their freedom sort of thing. I know it never went it's not as far as, as I know it never went as far as it should have. But it gives you that little bit of hope and oh, idea. Look, and yeah, but it's not as noble as it looks. I know. The, I know. The, the American politicians from the north they would have looked at them and said, "Excellent, more people we can stuff into uniforms and get them slaughtered." I know that, but I was more like, well, "Hang on, these people are actually getting a say and being mm. treated like men." Yep. So it actually. Rather than thinking about, yes, we know exactly how know. it turned I'm, out. I'm not deliberately missing the point. I, I know what you're saying. Where I just thought, well, hang on, that is great. Yeah. And, you know, we really need to start thinking about this even in this time period about yeah. giving people, sure. not, you know, just every every different minority of people who have been trodden on. Yeah, look, I, I, I know what you're saying in that essentially they're fighting to be equal and to be slaughtered at the same level as the white people are being slaughtered. And this is why I come at it from a completely different... Uh, and I think it's magnificent that they want to be slaughtered in, in the same way that white people are slaughtered, and that's just my cynicism. No, I hate the, hate the sort of thing. I think the whole way that they're fighting is But this is the American awful. Civil War. I no, mean, I get that. It was just wholesale slaughter for the poor buggers. No, I get that. You know, they were tearing each other to pieces, and those wounds have not closed over. You know, and they've fought how many wars since, and those wounds are still there. And you know, I don't look that they had their opportunity after that civil war to have done it right. And like what we were talking about, Lahaine, where you need the stronger, the victor, if you will, should have stepped back and have treated the vanquished with dignity. Mm. Um, then I think that we would not have. Uh, the problems that are happening in this society today. Um, but they did not do that. They did no. not do that. Like, there was a lot of, like, there was a man called William Tecumseh Sherman who was, like, um, the offsider for Grant. See, kids, I do know a little bit about this. I do kind of know what I'm talking about here. Um, and they used to have Sherman bow ties. And what he did was he was tearing up the infrastructure of the railroads, for example, and, and, and heating up the uh, the railway lines and tying him into these, like bending him around so that they couldn't be used again. Mm. And and so they comp- tried to destroy the entire southern state, you know, and the southern state had already taken a pounding from the war in the first place. You know, it's funny that, you know, I think the South went into it you know, putting the slaves to one side, I thought that they were trying to save their own... Um, they were trying to save their own... Oh, Ideals? No, they were trying to have their own individual freedoms, if you like, you know, their own rights uh, respected. And yet 
getting back to 1984, how we jump over our own fences in order to enslave ourselves, their own government that they put into place uh, was far more harsh on the southerners themselves and took far more rights away from them than what the North would have ever have demanded of them in the first place. So the war was ultimately completely unnecessary. Wars are always unnecessary. It was. So, you know, this is the problem with fear. Anyway, so that's going down that particular rabbit hole and we should probably stop uh, on that. So in other words, we think that this film is a good film to watch. Um, it also means you have to pay attention and have a bit of a think. But oh, it's Very much so, very much so. But, gee, God, it's a, it's a tangled old web, isn't it? It's done in a really good way, though. Yep, yep. I think. Yep. Now, scores. I reckon an eight. An eight? Yes. An eight. Mm, I enjoyed, you enjoyed it that much. I thought it was shot well. I thought the acting was great. I enjoyed yep. it. Yep. Parts of it made me angry, but that's not a bad thing. What made you angry? The way that people were destroying their lives. The inhumanity of it. The, the way that also that part where they've worked really hard and they're still having to fight and fight. And I'm yep. thinking, well, that's it's the way it has to be and you're supposed to be getting emotional about it. So, yeah. Uh, and that's fair enough. And I'm not. I'm not going to not criticise or make any comments on that. And, and and that's entirely your opinion on that. And you know, for the most part, I agree with that. Um, I'm going to give it a nine and a half. Ooh. Yeah, I think it's that strong a film. Uh, if you have not seen this film, you need to watch it. If you're an American and you have not seen this film, you definitely need to watch this. This is an excellent film. If it's an un if it's a film that you find uncomfortable to watch, you need to think about why. You definitely need to watch this film. <laughs> so yeah, look, it's um, I, I give it nine and a half. I think it's just as good as films get. Uh, it's as good as any war film that I can think of off the top of my head. And you know, gee whiz, it's just everything's done well. And we're not talking huge budget here, or you know. No. Um, it's just about humanity and that always gets me and I'm always going to score high when it's done that well. It's got Morgan Freeman just waltzing around being Morgan Freeman, you know. He does a great job. and Does a fantastic Denzel job. Denzel Washington does a fabulous <sighs> job. When he was getting whipped on the wheel. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, and he cried, you know. But like it's just that single tear that went down and I just watched him and just the sheer dignity of the man, you know. Mm. And I often forget how good he is. In as an actor, mm. and it just drove it home. This is probably the film that really got him going, sort of thing, because God, he did a good performance in this. Mm, he did great. Okay, so um, Glory nine and a half stars from Paul, eight from me, and Cowboys versus Aliens seven stars from Paul, six stars from me. Am I being the more generous of the two of us nowadays? Depends what's put out. It does, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can't work out mine still to this day. I've just I've stopped trying. You have stopped trying? Yep. You've given up. I've got. Uh. Well, I tried to <laughs> I tried to come over to your way of thinking about it, sort of thing, and I just realised everybody that, does. No, well, I realised I was mistaken in doing so, so I've 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 flicked back to attention onto mine. I've doubled down on on my style for the simple fact of the matter is that it is. No, there's no point doing it that way for me, you know. Paul, you do whatever you need to do for your ratings. Thank you. And just for everybody listening out there, 
Um, when I'm being patronising to Pip, I just want you to remember this particular moment. <laughs> what goes around comes around. Ba-boom. It has been the basis of our, <laughs> our friendship for the last what, 15 odd years, something, something like, like that. that. <laughs> uh, anyway, so next week... Yay! Um, um, we're still doing... Films from Facebook friends. So next week we're going to look at the sapphires for Malcolm. Hi, Mel. Hello. Which is an Aussie film. Yes. And and, and can I look? Can I just jump in there? The reason he's put this up is because he's in it. I've seen the film. Yes. I'll have to watch it very carefully to see if Malcolm's in it. Yes. You'll have to show me what Malcolm looks like. <laughs> I, I I will. I'll look. He calls himself some something else, but I just call him. Uh, evil henchman number two, you know, and he hates that. Evil henchman number two. <laughs> yeah, I know. They run down this. They run down this bank chasing the kids apparently, and he's like the oh. second second guy. Second guy of his nineteen thirties hat on sort of thing, and he he does a good job. He Looking sinister. The, he, <laughs> I wouldn't want him chasing after me. <laughs> I'd be running too. <laughs> All right. So the sapphires uh, for Malcolm. Yep. And Baby Driver. From us. Not bringing up baby. No, we've no. seen that and reviewed that. <laughs> baby Driver. So that's right. a relatively new film, but I haven't seen it yet. No, I so don't even know my, what it's about. I've it's heard been on my talk. list to yes. see because people say, oh, it's great. Yeah, so we're going in completely blind on this because I have no idea, but apparently it's quite good. I don't know if it's good, bad or any different. Well, so. we'll find out and we'll tell people about it next week. Yes, we'll probably have an argument over it, but anyway. Well, all we, good. We don't know. So all the good. Sapphires and Baby Driver for next week. All right. Hope you've all enjoyed that. It hasn't been too... Uh, uh, look, I, look <laughs> I, I think it doesn't hurt to have at least one solid conversation uh, per episode. <laughs> you know, you, I, think we're, I think that works better if you've got... One semi-serious one or one you can really sink your teeth into and one that you can have a Popcorn few laughs. Popcorn film. Popcorn film, you can have a few laughs. And that seems to work quite well. The, the best episodes, I find, have got that. But if it's too heavy... Let us know. know. Yeah. Anyway. All good. Okay. Oh. All right, kids. Have a good week. Have fun. And um, watch heaps of films. And we'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.